This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. All right, guys, we are back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of, of Harlem. Harlem. And that was Stanley's creepy voice. My name, again, is Selena Hill. And we have Alyssa Fuchs in the building with us. And as I mentioned at the very beginning of the show, it is that time of month again. But not my time of the month. It's that time of the month where we spotlight a very special millennial. Look, hey, I'm a woman. All right? So... I, right, you have a problem with that? I have a reproductive system and reproductive rights. Um, so, again, with every month we spotlight a young millennial dreamer and doer who's doing excellent, phenomenal things in the community, in their lives, and in the lives around them. And we have someone who's been hanging out with us for the last 40 minutes or so. Her name is Dara Kalima. And little like fun back i don't know if you were listening on your way here but for some reason i got tripped up on your last name and i'm like her name is so easy it's dara kalima and i'm just like duh, duh. But i don't know how that happened but anyway um hey dara you've been hanging out with us hello thanks for having me yes 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 we're very happy to have you here and let me just give you some background information about dara she's a poet and she's also the author of black man black woman black child as a poet she has performed on a number of stages all across new york city including the bowery poetry cafe the norican and inspired words we heart new york city writers she also holds a master's degree in educational theater from nyu new york university and it also um, a master's in nonprofit management from baruch college plus she spent over the last 10 years in the nonprofit sector. She currently works as a development specialist at a nonprofit that seeks to ensure the access to health, supportive, and community-based services across a continuum of needs. So, Zara, you're doing excellent things. And on top of that, you're also a member of the New York Urban League Young Professionals, who we love here on Let Your Voice Be Heard. We've partnered with them in, a, in the past. We've also had Jamar T. Ward here when he was president. So, you know, I mean, woo, I don't know how you find time to do it all. But I want to start this interview by talking about your book, which is right here, actually, in case you can see us on Ustream. Um, black man, black woman, black <laughs> child. All right. Are you done distracting? I don't Stanley? know what you're talking about. I don't know. All right. Anyway, so black man, black woman, black child. It actually, I was reading, it came to you, the idea to write this back in 1999, which seems like a century ago. Um, and a you, decade or so. I, it seemed, it's in my short millennial life, that was like one third of my whole life. So it's almost <laughs> like a century ago. A century is a hundred years. You know what, silly? <laughs> You're not, anyway, just, cut I your mic off. Okay. Cut your mic. <laughs> anyway, so you also wrote, written over 800 poems, right? So, I mean, about time you got this into <laughs> one book so we can enjoy this, right? And so in 2014, you uh, self-published Black Man, Black Woman, Black Child. I wanted to, you know, talk a little bit about what this book is. Um, so when I came up with the idea a couple of years ago, um, it was the idea of trying to figure out what was going on in the household. Well, I can't admit a parent 
understand what a child is going through? Why can't a husband or a wife understand what their other partner is going through? Like, what are the different things impacting them? So that was the original idea for the book. And then, you know, all of this stuff started happening. We had the whole Black Lives Matter movement. We have just all the things in this world telling us that we're not necessarily equal to our other counterparts. And this book became that much more important. It became a point of, look, we're doing the same things. We have the same life. We have the same experience. We've got this extra little bit that makes it a little harder for us. But, you know, it's supposed to really... My hope for it is to bring our community, the black community together a little bit more to understand each other, but also bring the entire world together to understand that we're just people trying to make it in the same hustle. Wow. So that's powerful. That's powerful. It's a purpose-driven book. So how do you communicate such a powerful message? Um, I, I write it. <laughs> I think I, I spend a lot of time trying to figure out what's going on. You know, I try to, I there's so many things happening that the only way I can actually understand or express it is through art. Mm-hmm. I do it through theater. Everything I do artistically, I do a lot of different things artistically. But when I come to poetry, I really try to focus in on, I ask the questions. So I even just recently, and I will not even talk about it because it's not that great of a poem yet, but I started writing a piece on Flint because I didn't understand how that was happening, mm-hmm. how we got into that situation, and how that can even happen at all so I just, when I start having these questions about these things I gotta write it down because I know I'm not the only one questioning it we got the answers if you wanna know we have I'll, two shows on that girl lybbh.com I, I, I've been doing my research and <laughs> I still don't understand how it happened cause you know that's just the heart uh, I got a poem about it red water brown stink I don't wanna drink in oh, the streets alright and that's why Stanley doesn't have a book on poems this is true yeah. um, so so Zara, so how many poems are actually in your book? There's about eighty in there. Eighty. Yes. Wow. What'd you do with the other seven hundred and twenty? <laughs> no, that's a. Well, the, I'm that's writing the deluxe version. I'm writing more, so there'll still continue to be more. But there's an, there'll be another book in about a year or so that sort of follows up. Someone suggested this poem. The book starts with a poem called "Let's Talk," and it's about having a conversation about what it is to be black. And so someone said to me, "You should continue that story." And so I'm sort of trying to build up that catalog as well, and the things that fit will go into the books and if not you know it's good for me to know that I have them and I can pull them out sometime in the future I absolutely love that if someone was to ask me what does it mean to be black I don't even know if I could articulate that and you wrote a poem about it if someone asked me what it meant to be black I would (laughs) I'm glad no one's asking Anyway, did you have something to say, Stanley? Or are you just trolling me? No, I just want to like just give my. I've read the book twice now because the first time I read it, I had a favorite poem. I was like, "Oh, I gotta tell you my favorite poem." She goes, "What is it?" And I was like, "Oh, I don't remember." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the, the second time I read it. It was just to read the favorite poem, but I forgot what it was, so I read all the poems again. This is a really good read, guys. You guys got to check it out. Definitely, definitely. Black man, black woman, black challenge. Also on Amazon and at Dara's. Uh, website DaraKalima.com DaraKM dot com. Thank you for that. So, um, I wanted to you you talk about self publishing. So, Stanley is our in house self publisher. He's published two books. You've also published self published this book, and you've held workshops about self publishing. What advice can you share to someone who says, you know what, I have a lot on my mind. I've been writing for years, just like you have. And I don't know what to do. I want to publish this book. How do you get that done? Um, the main thing that I tell people is, well, one thing, everyone should write. Everyone has a story. It's important. Somebody else may be touched by it. So even if it's not for everyone, somebody else may be needing that story. Um, you need to edit it. And you need to spend the time editing it because editing it will kill your book if you don't edit it. <laughs> <laughs> I 
don't want to point any elbows. Let me ask you a question, Selena. Let me ask you a question. I actually told her that when she asked me about the book, Selena. There's a famous quote. It's by Cicero. Hold on, Alyssa. Go ahead. You're on now. There's a famous quote by Cicero. He said, if I had more time, I would have written this letter shorter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it speaks to your point, which is, you know, it's it's not about what you put in. It's about what you edit out. Yes. <coughs> the, the quality is a huge, huge thing. And then the main thing is, you know, we have there, there's a million books around us. Even if we don't have a library of books anymore like we used to. Pick up a book, look at it, and then when you're go- when you're trying to make your book self-published, make it look like that book. The, the, if you notice that there's things missing, if your page numbers are wrong, if your margins look crazy, if your fonts are 15 different types, then you know it's going to be known that your book is not really put together with the same amount of love as a published book. Your goal is to make it look like a published book. Stanley, take note. Um, so <laughs> I want to I want to move on. So look, I love Stanley's books. I I brought and read both of them, but what? I'm just trying to say. Confessions of a Sucker a for Love. Note. It's an amazing book. <laughs> Thank is. you. It is. Shameless and plug, and I appreciate gonna that. hate. <laughs> anyway. It is going to hate. Um, so, Zara, so, you know, um, uh, can we look forward to a second book, or are you just going really hard pushing this one, which is um, fine? Well, so my goal when I set, set this up, when I did this one, was to sell over 500. So I'm working towards that goal now. But because, wow. because of that conversation of having further, deeper version of the conversation. Like, I love this work in this book, but there's so much deeper that my writing can go. There's so much more that needs to be talked about. So I already have the name for the next book in my head. We're looking at probably 2017 just because I want to give time to build and give this one the space that it needs to to develop and grow. Sounds like a plan. Alyssa had a question, so am I going? So um, I know Selena mentioned earlier about uh, performing at New York Poets Cafe. It's actually one of my favorite places in the city to go. I love slam poetry. And I don't know if you've seen, there's now, I think, a special on HBO about kids and slam poetry. We could talk about that afterwards. But I was curious whether... For you personally, you prefer performing in front of writing to perform in front of an audience at a venue like New Yorkian, or whether you prefer writing for a book, or whether you have no preference, you like either of them equally. I mean, what's your what's your favorite thing to do? So I study theater, so this is my opportunity to still perform without having to do the whole huge, horrible, long, painful rehearsal process of being an actor. God bless the actors. I'm a director, but I can't do it. So this is sort of my opportunity to still get that 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 chance to perform. However, I'm not a slam poet. I do not have the rhythm of it. I don't have the there's something that slam poets have that I just don't have. But that's okay because not every person who performs their work has to be a slam poet. That's a very specific genre. So I read some of the some of my pieces big to be read. I even wrote a piece this summer uh, and it's not in the book because it came after the book about Sandra Bland and every time I read that piece I'm, I'm spent. All my energy is gone. It's such a powerful piece that it just evokes this and so some of my pieces just say you got to read me out loud because it can't be on the paper. Others are perfectly good on paper right. and they're amazing that way and they should stay that way. You know wow. what's amazing? I feel like when I write my books it says you had to give me money to have this. <laughs> so I'm also trying to convey a message but usually it's misspelled. <laughs> Um, all right, Stanley. So, so uh, you mentioned that you're a director, mm-hmm. filmmaker. Can you talk in ex- theater? Theater. Oh, theater, theater, yes. theater. Can you expand on that? Um, so I have I studied two of my degrees. Two of my three degrees are in theater, and so my main focus was really directing. It was creating theatrical pieces that are tangible. Um, normally, my history comes from a um, improv based, where you devise the work. You start with improv, and you really define it into something great. The last piece, unfortunately, the last big show I did was unfortunately a few years ago. I got to get back into it, but I did King Lear, and I wanted to make it accessible, so I set it in modern day, and I 
said in a nursing home so that King Lear was the guy who ran the nursing home but now was sort of suffering dementia and having to be back in the nursing home sort of experience and that was really tied to family stuff but it makes it tangible I believe in you know and for me as much as I want the audience to appreciate my artwork I really want the actors that I work with to grow that's the main purpose because I'm really about developing people I know Alyssa was yeah. acting for a while too. Yeah, I've been very involved with doing theater. But I, so I know the book is a collection of poems. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if you have any, um, what's the word? Uh, if you're looking to in the future to potentially write a play um, or to pick out a few poems and, and create that into a play or uh, something along those lines, because it's uh, aspiration. That was the word I was looking for. What are your aspirations with respect to potentially turning some of what's in that book into a uh, live theater? I've been having a conversation with a friend of mine who is an amazing actor, um, and we sort of have partnered up across for a very long time. And so after he saw he came to the book launch, that there was an idea that came. And so we're actually going to work on the show. He's doing the show. I'm going to be supporting him in March. And then I think after we have that show happen, we're going to have more conversations about how do we adapt all of our work to sort of become this next level production. Wow. I also want to, as I mentioned at the beginning of the interview, Dara is greatly involved in the New York Urban League Young Professionals, which is, again, a dynamic group of young uh, mostly people of color, not everyone is of color, but people that just give back in the give back to the community, very civically engaged and always helping out. Can you talk about how you got involved in and what your role has been in this organization? So if there was a legacy for Urban League, I made. My father used to drag me into meetings when I was a kid. And so when I got around to the age of being able to give back, I said, where do I give back? And Urban League was the first thing that popped on my radar. Um, I was still in grad school when I joined, so I really didn't have a time to commit a lot. But then things happened. Um, I ended up unemployed for a little while, and Urban League sort of became my life. So at that point, I was the community service co-chair under Clarence Jackson. And then a year later, I became the chair for two years. So during my time, we expanded programs. We served thousands upon thousands of people at different events. I've led hundreds of volunteers places to do things. And it's I could give you the numbers and the stats of what happened under me, but really what was most important was the day that we did. I did the worst health fair ever. It was like the worst one of the history of the Urban League health fairs. I did it in Brooklyn. We were trying to change it up. It was a disaster. But there was this one woman named Brenda who came by in her little rotor-rooter, whatever that um, motor- um, motorized by uh wheelchair is and she was just so happy to have young professionals in her neighborhood to support her community and make sure everyone was healthy and so we had a good 20 minute conversation and all it was gushing and thank you and learning about her history as an older woman I think she was in her 60s or something like that and just having knowing that the impact we can have I have mentees that I um, came up through the program and just being able to even still five years later go hey let me help you out and they call me and I call them knowing that we're having impacts on the communities is a huge thing and then going to national conference I was an emerging leader last year so I was part of the National Urban League Emerging Leaders Program and the access and the understanding of what we as a movement are trying to do is just my little thing here, and even if it's my, my membership dues, knowing that part of that goes to Mark Morial and he's speaking on my behalf, knowing that they're partnering and knowing what my co- colleagues out in Metro Board are doing or in New- uh, NOLA are doing, knowing that we're all part of that same movement and really having a huge impact on this country is, makes me so proud. Oh, wow. Look and, at that. And also helping kids go to college with the William Young Scholarship. 
Yeah. So my mentee received a scholarship from the from the New York Urban League to go to college. And then we just have stayed. Like I have at least two of them that I'm really still close to. Wow. And so we really just we gave them the money and they have been absolutely brilliant students. That's why you go to the football classic. That's why you support the New York Urban League, because even if you don't realize the football classic that you go into in fall means anything that's actually supporting these scholarships and giving these kids these opportunities and it makes a world of difference in their lives and it, rebirth it really does yes. all right Stanley just <laughs> all right Stanley you need to build your own legacy we heard Dara what she's doing for the YPs I can't wait to see what Stanley's gonna do as the on e-board now but anyway um we're all looking at you the yes, ones who carry the torch exactly Stanley <laughs> Carry that legacy. It's a heavy load. Speak softly and carry a big stick. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> um, so, Zara, you're doing so much. But now I want to speak about what is it that you dream to do. I know that you said in 2017 is when you're planning and hoping to get your next book out, God willing. Um, you know, but the segment's called Dreamers and Doers, right? So is there anything else that you dream, you know, and it can your dream can be as big as you want it to be. Can you share that with us? So um, I love arts and I love the, I, I worry about the e- equality for all people. So I would love to I, I mean, I've been in the nonprofit sector my whole life is in terms of career. I totally am about that life. I believe in making the world better. So I would really love to run either my own urban league in some years to come. That's part of the purpose of being in the Emerging Leaders Program, but also to somehow fuse arts into making this world better. Like that's like. My dream world would be running a circus. I, I would be running the Big Apple Circus if it was a non, not the Big Apple Circus, the Universal Circus if it was a black circuit, if it was a nonprofit. And that would be like, I made it because it would be tying in all of that, taking care of my people, making the world better and showing beauty. Wow. Well, drop the mic on that one. <laughs> um, I want to say thank you so much again, Dara. How can people contact you and get this book? You can email me at darakalima at gmail.com. You can go to Amazon. You can go to Barnes & Noble. It's on Kindle format. You can go to Dara KM, which will filter you to all of those places in which you can get the book. And you can also email me through that site. Um, I'm on all the – I'm Callie's Corner, all Ks, um, on Twitter and Periscope. I'm Callie's Camera on Instagram. You know, there's I'm, – I'm, I'm accessible. You can find me real quick, fast. Definitely. Very accessible. <laughs> and I just want to end to say this. You know, when it comes to – doing a lot of times people they think well how can I get it done or you even talked about how you were in, unemployed for a time but you use that time to really capitalize and to help other people and I think that a lot of times we don't know how to take these trials and tribulations and turning into something positive and hopeful and optimistic and, and, and just keep going through those hurdles and look what you can actually do like you can produce a book you can uh, join a, 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 a organization that's doing phenomenal things in your own community so I think that you know when life hits us hit it back and i think that you are a living example of that and we appreciate the work you do and for coming on our show and guess who else we appreciate you guys for listening to let your voice be heard we're going to close it out now but don't worry we'll be back as long as jonas doesn't come back and we're not hit with another blizzard we'll be back here on whcr next sunday thanks for hanging out with us and make sure you go to our website lyvbh.com <laughs>